our top story is going to focus on a positive out of Michigan where convicted fraudsters secured over $40 million of prospective investors' money. Senior editor Clarissa Haas is here to join us. Clarissa, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me on today. So let's jump right into it, Clarissa. Obviously, this is a pretty big amount of money that was swindled up in Michigan. Talk to us about how this happened and now what's going on with the case. Sure. Um, I've been following this case closely for a year since um, he, since Franklin Ray was indicted. And it was always so interesting part, you know, that he had um, you know told investors that he had um, thousands of trucks and trailers and that for like a $20,000 payment, they could, you know, kind of control, you know, a truck or secure a truck and that they would get 77% of the net profits. And then it was also that, um, that they could also, um, you know, like, or a shipping, like some said, and it was like for an e-commerce company. And then some others were like, well, what about, you know, cargo, you know, like from overseas? And they're like, oh yeah. He was like, oh yeah. For the same, if you like, if you, you know, are agreed to to make an additional payment, we can make that work for you. And so in less than like a 10 month span, you know, he was able to get over 40 million dollars from investors. And 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 even after his arrest um, and before he was indicted, um, he, he while he was out on, you know, prob- probation, technically, he um, started he opened another checking account and um, had secured another almost $2 million for investors for the same, you know, scheme. And, and so um, he also had, um, you know, defrauded um, a, a, like a management company, like a holding company saying, you know, that for $175,000, you know, to, to be tied into this business, which is why it was eventually moved to um, New York, uh, you know, to to be, you know, be prosecuted there. Clarissa, sounding like this guy swings for the fences if he's going to be this active while he was out on probation. We're looking at Franklin Ray. Does he have a history or do you know anything about what he's done prior to this um, finding on the court's end? And it was the same kind of, it was wire fraud and bank fraud that he was convicted of um, in 2008. And, but he served less than two years um, on those charges, but it was involved in, in another trucking company that he had purportedly owned in, in Michigan. But it, when I was, it, what I was so interested in in this case is that while he was out on pro, you know, pr- probation and, and before he was indicted and, and eventually, um, you know, you know, stayed in jail until he, um, eventually pleaded guilty to four counts of wire fraud, um, that he went back into the, you know, the FMCSA safer system and add, added um, thousands of trucks, you know, to the system. And, you know, so when I went back to FMCSA, I was like, how can you add 4,000 trucks, you know, to your, to your form, your MCS form without raising any, you know, like suspicion, you know, that, um, and, you know, they're like, well, you know, typically they hadn't met, been in operation for a year. They hadn't met their, um, you know, it, typically in their, you know, they said that a, a safety audit is what triggers, you know, a, a more in-depth look at these companies. But, you know, I just was, you know, just how like the investors, 
um, you know, saw, you know, it was like when some somebody says it's too good to be true, it probably is, but didn't do any real due diligence before, you know, like some losing their life savings to to buy into this investment scheme. So, Clarissa, the fact that you were able to chat with the FMCSA and they said, yeah, it was kind of sketchy, but they just weren't operating for a year. It really kind of begs the broader question, like, does this happen more frequently than we think that it does? And is the FMCSA, does it just kind of fall through the cracks of their system? Do we think that we could see more schemes like this popping up? Or or do you think that the FMCSA kind of has it tightened down since this big time scheme was revealed? I think they're definitely looking at it in a different way. I mean, they're trying to, you know, you know, they say that they have, you know, 600,000 new entrants, you know, and so it's hard to just, you know, follow each, you know, each company, but that, you know, they, I think they are looking at, um, you know, how they do things more closely because, you know, with all the fraud and, you know, like that is occurring in the industry, it's definitely affecting, um, you know, trucking companies. And and so I think FMCSA is looking more closely and how they can prevent things like this from happening. And Chris, as you mentioned, he was convicted in 2008, served less than two years on that one. With this newest sentence, do you think that the FMCSA, I'm sorry, the courts are looking to make an example out of Ray in order to kind of deter some of this activity overall? Yes. And I think it was, you know, when you look at all the things he committed um, for, you know, for fraudulent schemes in that t- same time period, he got um, an SBA loan. He, he took an emergency loan from the SBA as well. And and during this time for his companies where um, he submitted fraudulent um, financial records and everything to say that these companies had, you know, were operating and had, you know, a significant amount of payroll and, and employees when in fact they didn't. And, and so it's like, he, you know, like even after serving time in prison, you know, he continued um, to, you know, engage in these fraudulent activities. And, and so I think, yes, they definitely were very, the, when you talk to the prosecutor or listen, you know, to his, you know, comments that, yes, it was like, if he if he was given a lesser sentence, he, he probably would reoffend, um, and so you know they were definitely, I think, trying to throw as much as they could at him, you know, to, you know, to keep him from preying on others. So let's finish up and talk about that sentence. How long is he expected to serve a prison time this time, and will he have to pay out any financial penalties as well? Um, he's, he got over like 17.6 years. And, and so, um, you know, uh, typically you are, you have to serve 85% of that time before you're eligible for parole. Um, and yes, he's been ordered to pay $42 million or forfeit it. Um, and also, um, you know, at five years, he will be on supervised, um, release for five years after he is released. And at this point, they haven't determined he will pay restitution to the victims, but it's unclear at this point how much that amount will be. So there's still some unknowns, and and but it, you know he's he's going to go away for uh, a, a while for this one. Clarissa, thanks so much for joining us and shedding some light on this story. We're hoping to see that. 
this is the case where they do make an example and that these uh, situations start to lessen more and more. Thanks. Have a good day. All right, we're going to go on over to the wall. We've got our first carrier update this morning with Tony Mulvey and Donnie Gilbert.